everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Tuesday. It's September 15th. It's 2020, and we have 12 games to talk about here today on Free Money Tuesday for the first time in 2020. Um, football ending up here, and uh, we get to we get the good old fashioned football money and baseball day. So um, I'm excited. I'm joined today by my good buddy Chief Justice 06. Will, how are you going, my friend? Uh, doing just fine. Uh, yesterday, my Braves got destroyed, so uh, we're just gonna redial them back up today. Uh, football season is upon us. Uh, got through week one uh, pretty much, and you know now now we're on to another week. On to another week of baseball. Uh, like you talked about earlier, well, like we talked about pre-show, man. You know, baseball season is winding down, and. Uh, it's going to get real interesting really fast. So uh, go ahead and start playing now and try to get ahead of the game before these playoffs start. Yeah. Um, now's the time to dig in. And, you know, I'm definitely looking more in the 2020 numbers than anything else right now. Um, you know, we have cool features on lineup HQ where you can look at like the last two weeks, the last month, like you can, you can really like kind of narrow down like how people's seasons are going. So um now's the time you know this is the time you're you're gonna want to be looking into all this stuff so let's get started here like i said we got a big slate 12 game slate on a on a tuesday so a lot to lot to talk about here uh we get started with the mets and the phillies rick porcello and jake arietta um hey we know these two guys um funny funny text exchanges the last time these two guys pitched against each other and we talked about them uh do you have any interest here in rick porcello no, and I'm going to go ahead and clean this up. I'm not playing either one of these guys again. I don't care about that last time. <laughs> They're both getting a no from me on this slate. Yeah, I'm not playing these guys either. We have a ton of pitching options on the slate. I will say, like, with the wind potentially blowing out in Wrigley, like, it kind of potentially hurts the pitching value that we have on the slate, but there's still guys that – I think are playable more than, like, Rick Porcello and Jake Arrieta. Um, they just don't strike anybody out. Porcello got beat up bad last time out by Baltimore. Um, I went back to the well, stacking against him in that start. And then Jake Arrieta, last start, like, he got beat up by Miami. And, um, like, I'm just not playing either one of these guys. Let's talk bats here. Um, let's start with the Mets on the road going into Philly. This is a ballpark upgrade for them. You know, we, we typically want, like, left-handed power bats in this ballpark. And, um, you know, Conforto, Dom Smith, Cano. Um, Nimmo, McNeil, like we have plenty of lefties to choose from here against Jake Arrieta. Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, I mean, it's kind of going to be the same thing. You know, we'll have to spend a little bit if, if we want to play them. They're not uh, completely as cheap as they have been overall, uh, but I'm still, I'm still willing to take some pieces from this team. I'm not a believer in Arrieta. I'm with you, you know, sit on the lefties and, and let's see if we can ride this stack home. I, f- I feel like I've played the Mets too much this year. Part of that problem is they've been cheap, pretty cheap overall, you know, a lot earlier in the season. And I've got some really good performances out of them. I feel like I've played them too much, but they are a, still a top stack for me on this slate. Yeah, they're all like they're all under 3500 on FanDuel, so like I could see four man stacking them on FanDuel. Um I could see like a two to five man stack on DraftKings as well. I think they're very much in play. You got Cano 42, Nimmo 4K, Alonzo 43, and if you got three in there, you might as well throw in Conforto or Dom Smith. 
Um, I do like Alonzo a lot here. We know Jake Arrieta gives up a lot of hard contact, hardly generates any soft contact to righties. So don't forget about Alonzo when you're stacking the Mets here just because it's a righty-righty matchup. Um, on the Philly side of things, um, obviously we're going to have to wait and see what the lineup looks like. You know, we know Real Muto's banged up. Hoskins just got placed on the 10-day um, IL on Monday. Um, so, like, we're going to have to see what this lineup looks like. But I do think this is an interesting spot for McCutcheon because Porcello has been reverse splits for years now. Um, McCutcheon's having a terrible season, but he's cheap, and this is a good spot for him. Yeah, don't, don't hate it at all. I mean, you know, overall, this team is, is going to be pretty affordable, you know, where you're missing guys. I mean, you have to spin up for Harper, but, you know, Didi's not going to be too too bad. Segura, uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit of Andrew Knapp. Sorry, guys, I keep playing musical chairs with all my computer notifications. Uh, but, uh, listen, I, I think this is another fine spot for this team. So uh, I am willing to to roll the dice on these guys again for sure. Like I said, they're just they're going to be really cheap, man. I mean, th- to me, this is a team that you can probably go go double double expensive pitch on this slate if if you want to roll the dice with with some Darvish in a possible win game. Um, but I, I I still think this team is in play uh, against Porcello. He's just not been good this year. Yeah, like. The guy that really stands out to me, um, obviously one of the top prospects in the Philly organization in general is Alec Boom. Um, he, he's 2,700. 2,700. This guy is a guy with a ton of raw power. Um, I, I like him a lot. 2,700, probably batting in the top three with no real Muto and Hoskins here. Like Third base is a position that is, is pretty loaded on this slate in general. So like, I don't even think that we'll potentially see unless Nolan Arenado doesn't play. I don't think like we'll see like massive chalk for Alex Bohm here. So um, I, I like him a lot. Like this is a spot that like I, I want to play him. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And, and you know, listen, I, I already brought him up, but Mr. Knapp, he's going to be on our cheap catcher alert. Uh, I think he's a guy we fire up today. We may hear his name again. All those guys, um, cheap catchers. Does it, I don't care what their name is. Um, under 2,500, you're in, here in the player pool. Uh, Blue Jays and Yankees, Tajon Walker against Davey Garcia. Um, any interest here in Tajon Walker? Nope, not, not at all. I mean, listen, he's been slightly better as the season has been progressing, but I, 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 I'm not playing him against the Yankees here. I, and I know the Yankees aren't the same Yankees when they're stacked, but uh, these guys are at home. Uh, you know, I, I still think they're going to be okay. So I'm going to be avoiding Walker. You know, he just faced this team not long ago, went four innings. He's, his pitch count is all over the place. Just depends on how well he's doing. Overall, I still think this is a patient team. I'm just, I'm going to be fading Walker. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, like, his 2.9 ERA is nothing compared to his 5.1 XFIP. Um, a lot of regression coming for him. And, and, like, he couldn't – he just pitched – you just said it. He just pitched against the Yankees a week ago, like last Wednesday – or last Tuesday, sorry. And, like, couldn't throw a strike. Just could not throw a strike. He walked a ton of guys. Um, and, and, like, the Yankees are a patient team. If you're not going to throw strikes against them – um, that's what's going to happen. They're not, they're just going to take the walks and stuff and, you know, call it a day. Um, you know, Garcia on the other side here, he is 6,800, 
he's had three starts and he's looked great in two of those starts, including one start against Toronto. Um, I think he's in play. Will 6,800, like, you know, the bullpen that he has behind him. And if he can take a lead into like the fifth or sixth inning, like there's a good chance that he could win. Um, this is the number one prospect in the New York Yankees organization. Number one prospect in the New York Yankees organization. Like, I worry about them being careful, but he's throwing 95 pitches and back-to-back starts. Like, Will, this is this is the guy that I think we're looking at at 6,800 here. Yeah, man, and, and, and that's exactly what I was going to bring up, but you, you've already covered it. 95 pitches, both starts, 6,800. Uh, you know, pitching fairly well. You know, listen, he hasn't pitched as much as some of these other guys, but on the season right now, 3.35 XFIP, 25.7% K rate, 2.9% walk rate, which I thought was very impressive. Now, the ground ball rate's low, uh, but I, I'm not. I'm really not worried about that. If he's not going to walk a lot of guys and he's going to be able to strike out a fourth of this lineup, you know, every every turn through through the order, I I'm all aboard. I mean, 6800. I can't ask for much more than that. Even if he goes five innings, five Ks, you know, and gets the win, like that's acceptable for the price. So I'm I'm with you, man. Uh, I think he's one of the best values on the slate at pitcher. Um, as far as like, let's talk Toronto bats here. Um, you know, obviously Bichette came back. Hernandez is on the IL. Um. They have so much, like, boom-bust upside. And, like, this game's in Yankee Stadium, so, like, you could take some shots here if you want to. I still prefer Garcia, but if Garcia starts to become, like, chalk, then you can get some leverage with playing some of these Blue Jays' bats. Yeah, for sure. Um, For for me on on this slate, and, I mean, even if Garcia's (sighs) – I think even if he gets up to about 20%, I think I'm still going to play him. He is about 40, then, you know, I'm probably going to hop off. I don't think he gets that high, but that's just me kind of speculating. But I just – I think he's the best player on the slate. I I mean, if I was going to play one guy, it would probably be Bo Bichette. Like, I mean, and, and Bidjil is good too, but Bo Bichette, I mean, it's, it looks like he may be on his way to a home run for sure. Uh, you know, he's got the platoon advantage, you know, short porch, I – uh, not Bichette, Biggio, sorry. Biggio has the platoon advantage, short porch. I still like Bichette a lot better. Um, the numbers just – the only thing is Biggio has a slightly lower – well, a, a much lower ground ball rate. Like, I mean, he's putting it in the air. So, I guess those two guys would be the guys I look at. Everybody else, I think, I'm not going to stack this team. I think I'm going to one-off them. Biggio, Bichette, top two guys, those are going to be my plays. Yeah, and like I said, I think that, like, unless he's, like, massive, massive chalk and I can gain some leverage, that's really the only interest that I have in the Blue Jays here. Um, I do like the Yankees. You know, Walker's a guy that gets wild, that leads to base runners, that leads to RBIs, that leads to home runs, that leads to fantasy points. Um, Let's talk Yankees here. LeMayhew's tough at 5,600, but, like, Luke Voigt, I'll pay for him. He's a home run machine. Um, but everybody else is actually kind of cheap. Yeah, I'm with you, man. You know, what, I, I can't reiterate enough, Stevie. These walk rates this season for most of the lineup, most of the lineup, Hicks at 21%, Frazier at 16%, Torres at 14 Urshel at 10 Gardner at 16 Talk Talkman at, at 14 like – Guys are going to be on base in this matchup. It's inevitable. Uh, 
It's just whether or not they hit singles, doubles, or home runs. I think we get combinations of all of those things. Uh, you know, a guy that's going to throw primarily fastball most of the time, you know, you kind of look at how the, how the numbers line up for this team. And like you said, you talked about LeMahieu. Yeah, he's expensive for sure, but he's probably guaranteed to get on base at least two or three times in this spot. Uh, I think my favorite bat right now, uh, it's actually going to be Clint Frazier. I mean, if you look at the ISO right now, this is, listen, it's a low batted ball event, 15 batted ball events. But, man, he's got a 689 Woba, 722 ISO, 53% hard hit rate, uh, and, he, and he's making contact 82% of the time. Clint Frazier looks really good to me on this slate. Going to be one of my favorite Yankees on the day. I can get behind it, Will. Uh, Royals and Tigers, we got Danny Duffy against Matt Boyd. Um, any interest here in Danny Duffy? Uh, I – I have slight interest in Duffy. I don't like this XFIP, Stevie. Like, this this scares the mess out of me. Like, to me, I mean, this is just tournament extraordinaire. I, I don't really want to play him, but I feel like there's strikeouts in this lineup. He's got a 23% K rate. I just don't like this XFIP. I think if I end up on him, I, I'm doing it just to be contrarian in hopes that, you know, he could kind of mow this team down. But I, I, I don't feel good about it. Yeah, like there there's strikeouts here. Um a lot of these guys we just don't know what to expect. Like they're going to throw a lot of righties at him here and a lot of these guys are like minor league guys and they're all young, so we really just don't know what to expect. Like the range of outcomes for Danny Duffy is minus 15 and 25. Um like it, it's Exactly. You know, so I don't think you play Duffy in cash games. I think if you want to take a shot in tournaments, you just you, you really don't know what you're going to get out of any of these Detroit hitters. Um, like I said, they're they're all just it's all just a huge question mark when it comes to these guys. And then Boyd on the other side of this game, like it's not the toughest matchup in the world going up against Kansas City. Um, you know, you look at like their overall numbers on the season, and like they're kind of middle of the road against left-handed pitching. They have been all year, but like Perez is back. That kind of helps the lineup a little bit. Boyd's just, he's just been so bad against righties and like they are likely going to throw like seven or eight righties against him here. Yeah. And the crazy thing about it is, you know, I was kind of on Boyd, uh, you know, early in the year, played him a few times and then he had a pretty good stretch here from the 17th, you know, through the 4th of September. And of course, during that stretch, I didn't play him once. And so, you know, I think I'll just take my licks from where I've been disappointed. I don't feel like he's necessary on this slate. Same thing, same way I feel about Duffy. Uh, but I, I, I don't think I'm going to play Boyd here. I think I'd be more inclined to 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 stack the Royals at low ownership. Oh uh, yeah, let's talk bats here. We'll start with Kansas City um, first. And like I mentioned, like Salvador Perez is back. I like him. I like Franco. Dozier is a guy that you know you can play. Um, you know, Mondesi's moved back up towards the top of the lineup, and he had he's had home runs in three of his last four games. He's finally starting to hit the baseball um, hard. Um, so I, I think you could play a lot of these guys. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I mean, Witt looks good. Iso looks good. D- distance isn't there, but, I mean, he's got an 8% ground ball rate, 89% contact rate. I- I'm there. You talked about Franco, uh, 62.5% hard hit rate on this fastball. I mean – this is, you know, this is up there, and, and Hunter Dozier's not far behind at 61%. So I, I think, you know, 
with Franco Dozier, those are probably going to be my, my favorite plays here. Um, and then maybe, you know, I'll sprinkle in Perez, sprinkle in, but probably the top five of this lineup is probably where I'm going to mostly play guys. I think I'll stay away from the bottom of this team. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, like the Tigers, like like I was saying, man, like I just don't – we just don't know what to expect from these guys. Like you go look at their minor league stats and you can get into all that stuff. Here's the facts, right? The facts are almost everybody in this lineup is going to be cheap. Um, they're going to have decent hitting spots, and we know that Danny Duffy's a guy that, you know, can give up home runs and stuff. So I think for those reasons, you you kind of have to consider looking at this Detroit lineup here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the only reason. Um, you know, to me, it's just hard. I, I, I almost feel more comfortable playing Miggy than than any of these guys. I mean, Jonathan Scope's been okay this year. You know, maybe you're playing him for the platoon advantage, but I'm just, I'm really just not interested in a lot of these guys. Candelario looks okay. Like maybe you play him, but overall, man, this team, you know, this team could score ten runs and they could score zero. And like you said, Danny Duffy can score negative 10 or you can score 25. And, and I think with such a wide range of outcomes, it feels like, yeah, this is a good tournament spot. But I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to fade both the, both sides, Detroit Bats and, Ken, and and Danny Duffy. Fair enough. I think, like, you can use them as, like, a secondary stack if you want to. Like, I, I feel like that's where you're going to use them here. Um, we got the Braves and the Orioles, uh, Nona against Eshelman. Um, any interest here in Nona? No. No interest in Nona? No for Nona? No for Nona. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you. Like, this has been a guy that really just hasn't shown any kind of ability to, um, strike people out. Um, let's go to Eshelman on the other side. Will the Braves burned us on Monday, but we we have to go back, right? We're not playing Eshelman here, right? No, not playing Eshelman. Uh, full, honestly, I'm probably going to take the same approach today that I took yesterday. I'm just going to stack this game. I stacked it yesterday. It worked out on one side. Thank God I had Freddie Freeman, so I got the only run that the Braves have scored. But uh, I feel like this is the same exact scenario. It's like deja vu all over again. Yeah, and, and like it's not even like Newcomb. Like they they sent him back to the alternative site, so like he's not he's not coming in behind this young kid. Like both of these teams are just in great spots here. Like if you stack this game on Monday, you go right back to it here. Like I don't even like I wouldn't even say like think twice about it. Just you go right back to it here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and Stevie, you know, I don't even think we have to. You play, you play anybody and everybody, both sides. That, that's kind of how I feel. Um, well, you, you definitely know. play DJ Stewart because he's still twenty four hundred, and like DraftKings <laughs> just doesn't want to price him up. But yeah, make sure you play oh, that guy. Yeah, man, and I had plenty of Stewart today. Obviously, um, worked out well. Problem is, I like I said, I played Rio Ruiz over Mullins in, in my main team, and that just it just held me back from earn from more earnings. So it's not killing me yet, but um, yeah, man, I, I like both sides. I, I, I do feel like I like more pieces from the Braves than I do Baltimore. Like for instance, route Mount castle has been a stud. Like he's been incredible. Uh, same thing for Stewart recently. 
And you know, I, you know my affinity for Jose Iglesias just because he's always a cheap, uh, or usually he's a cheap shortstop that doesn't strike out a lot. So, you know, I, I typically play him for fillers. Uh, and he even hit a home run today. So if that tells you anything about how I feel about this matchup, I'm going right back. I'm just going to stack this team again on both sides. And let's hope the Braves end up with 14 runs. And let's give Baltimore, say, eight. Listen, as long as DJ Stewart gets, like, three or four of those, I'm good. Um, so, <laughs> um, listen, you know, quickly, like, I love the Braves on Baltimore. It's the cheaper guys. Um, Mount Castle, like Will said, I definitely like the spot for Nunez as well. Um, like Nunez is a guy that has given up a lot of hard contact to righties. We know the power that Nunez has. So, uh, Cardinals and Brewers, we got Jack Flaherty against Brett Anderson. Um, any interest here in Flaherty? Yeah. Um, Flaherty's a guy I've kind of been, he's kind of been on my watch list. I, and, and I was hoping he was kind of going to really turn it up here recently. It's been better. Uh, it's been better on the season, 25% K rate, 3.76% XFIP. What? You say we get a matchup with the Brewers, 24% K rate for Garcia, 31 for Yelich, 30 for, for Hiura, 20 for Vogelbach, 29 for Jerko, 30 for Gamble. I think I've made my point. Uh, I'm, I'm, I like Flaherty here going right back to the well. Listen, it's been a staple of this podcast, and anybody that's been listening to the podcast this year, they know that, like, I pick on the Brewers. And, like, it doesn't always work out, but I think Flaherty's the top pitcher on the slate. Like, just top pitcher on the slate. If, like, if we're going to be dealing with Wynn and Wrigley, I don't want to play Darvish or Carrasco. Um, Flaherty's my guy. Like, he's the guy today. Um I don't want to play Davies against the Dodgers or Gosselin against the Padres. I want to play Flaherty against one of the worst teams in baseball against right-handed pitching. Um, so that's where I'm going. And on the other side, Brett Anderson, he just doesn't strike people out. Like, Brett Anderson's a guy that has a 14 to 15% K rate almost every year with a 60% ground ball rate. He just goes out there and throws change-ups and sinkers and – I hope you hit ground balls against me. Like that's what he does. Will that yeah, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Like uh, we've watched this guy pitch for years now and that's what he does. Yeah, man. You know, sometimes I, I, I wish maybe I would have stuck with a little bit more baseball than basketball. Not that I didn't have success in basketball, but when guys can go out and have a 15% K rate and pitch for 10 years and just induce ground balls, uh, you know, man, I, I'm, I'm missing out on a lot of money here. Stevie, did you play pitcher? Yep, I was about, I was pitcher. Oh yeah, let's get you out there. I mean, if Brett Anderson can keep making money here, I mean, I, I know you can do some ground balls. Uh, but I, I'm with you, man. I I'm, I'm not playing Brett Anderson here. Just gonna be a pass. Yeah, definitely wasn't a ground ball pitcher. Um, I I um I tried to throw the ball past people like. <laughs> <laughs> Ma- Max was, Scherzer, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, that was the only way to make it to the show. Um, you don't make it to the show by getting ground balls. Like, um, listen, let's talk Cardinals bats here. Like, they're they're interesting. I don't think I would stack them fully, Will. But like Goldschmidt, Edmonds been really good against lefties this season. Um, like Batter, if he gets any type of lineup spot, he's crushed lefties this year. And he is, like, really, really cheap. He's a, a really great tournament pivot off of DJ Stewart. Um, like, these guys are interesting. Like, Goldie's a fly ball hitter. He always has been. Like, he's always in play against a ground ball guy like Anderson. 
Yeah, man, I'm with you. Uh, and and really, I'm gonna be honest. I, I even like Yachty here. If, if Yachty's in the lineup, like you know, a lot of these guys, you know, should be okay. And you talked about Goldschmidt. Like he's Goldschmidt is probably like the ultimate one-off play today. Like if you're not gonna stack this team, you talked about Bader as well. Like whoo. Uh, let's read these numbers off, Stevie. 500 ISO, 54% hard hit rate, uh, 20% ground ball rate, 85% contact rate. Uh, and that's on a sinker, by the way, folks. Uh, he's probably another cheap home run candidate in our book here. Um, let, let's go ahead and log him now. Like, yeah, but the thing that's interesting is, like, everyone's going to play DJ Stewart. He was 40% known on Monday. Um which I thought he well, was going to be higher than that. But a little like, smaller slate, though. We th- you, th- you think we'll get his ownership down because we got, like, 12 games? <laughs> With cores, a guy that's 2,400 against a bad pitcher? I don't know, Will. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I think it would come down, but I don't think it comes down, like, like – Mid-20s. I say mid-20s. Fair enough. I could see that. But yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it's over 30. But I, I'd be shocked if it's under 20. How about that? I'd be, okay, I'd be yeah. more shocked then. So. <laughs> um, as far as, like, the Brewers hitter, you can always play Yelich. But for me, I'm going to fade this team today. I'm not paying 5,400 for Yelich or 5,100 for Yer- Hera. Like, I'm going to pass on these guys. I'm with you 100%. Rangers and Astros, Kyle Cody against Jose um, Yerkady. Any interest here in, um, not in Cody, not Yerkady? No. Yerkady, Yerkady. Oh, I'm already I'm so tired. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on Kyle Cody here, and then your Kaidi on the other side. Like he's a really interesting tournament play. Um, you know, we know that Texas strikes out a ton, um, but he's just I don't know. He's not great, and like my biggest concern is like they let him go. I guess they let him go 88 pitches in his last start, and like that's super interesting. But this is a guy like. He had a 24% K rate last season um, in a small sample, but we really just don't know what to expect. Like, he faced Oakland and he faced the Angels, and he just didn't miss bats. So, I, I don't know. He's in play 6,600, like, going up against Texas. Oh, man. I mean, I guess if I could play Mike Fires, then I can consider this guy. I just <laughs> – I, I don't think I can do it today. I, I feel so much better about Garcia – I feel like he's got a longer leash. I feel like he has a, a slightly better skill set at the present time. Uh, I feel like he's on an upward trajectory. So Garcia is our litmus test today. I'm not sure Urquidy passes the litmus test. It's Texas, but I think I'm going to have to fade him. By the way, let, let me go ahead and give the, the, the listeners a sneak peek. So Stevie can actually see when I'm probably muting my mic. And I mute my mic every time. And, of course, the notifications don't come up until my mic's muted, uh, unmuted, which is slightly terrible. But, anyway, uh, that that's where we're at. I'm, I'm not playing your quitty today. <laughs> um, any interest in the Texas bats here? Uh, look, man, I, I think at this point I just have to play Joey Gallo until I get my three home <laughs> runs. So, uh, I think I will play a little bit of Gallo. Um that's probably about it. I, I don't. I don't find. I don't see a reason to stack this team. Gallo, oh Joey Gallo, 
It's coming. I, I don't know even what to say about him. Like, I, I guess, like, we keep saying it's coming. Like, he still has a 51% fly ball rate and a 47% hard hit rate. Um, Willie Calhoun, Guzman, like, these guys are interesting. Um, on the Houston side, like, you know, Cody in a small sample size really hasn't given up power to either side of the plate, but like he just, I don't know. Will he just doesn't pitch really deep. Like this is why I don't really have any interest in him. He hasn't thrown over 60 pitches yet. Like he's done decent. Like he hasn't allowed a home run yet um, to either side of the plate. I don't know what to do with Houston here. Like my first initial thought will was just like, I'm out. Like I'm probably not playing these guys. They're not really cheap. Like everybody's really like, you know, everybody that I want to play is like over 4,500 outside of like Michael Brantley. Um, I, I just, and, and, and how much is Brantley they for our listeners? They, they finally got him at least over three K he's 3,600. Listeners. Every time I go on this podcast, I'm banging the Michael Brantley drum. He hasn't passed four kids. This has been incredible. We're getting one of the best hitters on this team for under 4k. He's always my cash play extraordinaire once again on this podcast i will be playing michael brantley just wanting to let you guys know i don't think there was a question I, we all knew you were <laughs> going to play him will um that's this is incredible I, I haven't seen a stretch like this in the algorithm like to me this algorithm has been really awful in his pricing i'm not saying he's crushing like every single day he's not hitting a home run every day but on the season like he should be at least 4k at least it sure was nice seeing the teams back out on the gridiron over the weekend. Lucky for us, that was just week one. There's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has millions of dollars in top prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the app now, App Store now, and um, because you don't want to miss this. Draft your lineup now and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, standard the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the games quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012. So... They know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now and use code GRIND. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week two action. Enter code GRIND to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code GRIND only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The Twins and the White Sox, Robbie, Randy, um, Dominic against Dan Dunning. Um, any interest here in Dominic? No, that's going to be a negative. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to be playing him today. I thought you were going to, like, negative Ghost Rider. Like, that's what I thought was coming. Um, like, <laughs> you, how you started, I was like, oh, man. Um <laughs> Listen, the White Sox are a hit-or-miss team. If this was a strikeout guy, I would say take a shot. Um, but overall, like, he's usually not a guy that's going to go out and get a ton of strikeouts. He wants to pitch to ground balls, pitch to contact, and, like, that's that's kind of his thing. Um, so I'm going to pass on him here. I think you got to beat White Sox with, like, strong strikeout guys. Um, 
And on the other side, like Dunning, he's a good prospect, um, talented young kid. And like, we just watched like Dylan sees have a, a really decent game, like walked a ton of guys, but had a decent game against this team. Like Minnesota has been kind of disappointing here down the stretch. Um, I don't think I can do Dunning, but I could, I, I see the appeal. I, I see why someone would play him. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you know, you look at the numbers, 25.9% K rate on the season, 3.44 XFIP. I mean, and essentially, I mean, I think with this season, the way it's gone, in terms of the real-life aspect of his game, I have to assume he's just going to keep improving the more he pitches, you know, continues to work on his mechanics, continues to get coached up. Um, And then if you kind of look, you know, overall, he's pitched fairly well. In most starts, I mean, got touched up a little bit against Kansas City, but outside of that, pitched well against Detroit in four innings, pitched well against Kansas City in five, obviously pitched well against Pittsburgh in six, op- the, the, the optimal play there. And now he gets, a, you know, a tough test against Minnesota. Uh, he is at home, which doesn't really matter as much this season because of the, you know, lack of, lack of the crowd noise. But uh, I think you give him a shot. Um, he's not at the top of my list. Doesn't pass the Garcia test for me, but I still I think he's viable, especially like we talked about if Garcia begins to get a little chalky. I think we can pivot even with the salary difference. Yeah, my only like um my only like super concern about Dunning is like he was pitching really good against Pittsburgh and they just didn't let him go. I didn't like watch that game so that like there could have been circumstances that I don't know. Um, and I'm sure like someone will tweet me and tell me what happened, but, um, like he was pitching really good and he like went six innings and they like kind of yanked him and like, maybe they just wanted to get some confidence underneath the belt. Like we see that sometime with young guys and like, I get that. So I worry about pitch count, but he threw 88 to pitch count, like the game before that. So I could see why people would take a shot. Um, do you have any interest here in the twins bats? No, I don't think I'm going to play the Twins today. So many teams, and, you know, when it's this many, I try to zero in. Um, I don't think I'll need them to take down a tournament, so I'm going to pass. Um, yeah, like, I mean, if you stack them on Monday and, like, obviously they're not doing well um, and you want to go back to the well just because they'll be low on because they burn people, sure. Um, as far as like the White Sox go, I think this is like a spot you could play like a Brayu or um, you know Jimenez, like some of these power bats, like even E five. He's more of a fly ball guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I totally get that. I mean, I, I I do like the White Sox here. I mean, you talked about the fly ball guys. Typically with the White Sox, I what what I do, Steve, is I just close my eyes and I just pick all the guys that I like because. You know, like you said, this team is really boom or bust. I've seen them, you know, destroy good pitchers and then get pitched out of a game by bad pitchers. It's just, you know, but one guy that has been fairly consistent recently, uh, you know, Rob, Robert at the bottom of the lineup, he's a guy that's been been doing fairly well. Um, I don't think I'd make a stack uh, without him today. Really been getting on base, been, been pretty patient. Uh, I, I like what I'm seeing from him. Uh, moving on, we got the Indians and the Cubs. Carlos Carrasco against you, Darvish. Um, we're looking at like eight to twelve mile an hour winds blowing out to center in this one. Um, obviously, like I'm gonna check Weather Edge in the morning and 
get an idea of like how much this wind can affect this game. Um, but we know like it's one of the ballparks that like wind makes such a huge difference in. Um, do you have any interest? Like these are the top two guys talent wise, but like they're also the top two guys price wise in a game where the wind could be blowing out. Yeah, man. Um, I do think I'd be more inclined to play Darvish over Carrasco. I, I think I think that's kind of where I would lean, only because I feel like Darvish has the better skill set overall. Um, don't hate Carrasco, but I, I think I'd be more inclined to play Darvish. Um, well, like I said, we'll kind of have to see how the wind goes. You know, we talked about a guy that we really like, and I'm with you. I, I really do like Flaherty against Milwaukee today, probably a lot better because I feel like it's a better matchup overall, especially if we got some wins. So that's where I'll, I'll plant my flag. But if I had to choose between the two, I'm probably not going to play Carrasco. I think I'd still take Darvish. See, I'm actually – I think I like Carrasco more. Like, like when I'm looking at pure strikeout upside, like the, the Cubs are a team that strikes out, you know, one of the highest rates in baseball this season against right-handed pitching, like third or fourth. Um, so, you know, you got to hit the ball first before it goes over the fence, right? Um, Correct. So, like, I don't know. I, I think this game is so hard to talk about the night before. Because there's so many factors that I want to see in this game, right? I want to see what the pitching ownership is going to look like, what the hitting ownership is going to look like. How much does the win really going to affect, like, history-wise, like looking at a large history of how much this win's going to affect? So this is one of those games that is really hard to talk about the night before. But I will say, like, Bats-wise, I like Jose Ramirez and I like Rizzo a lot. They're both fly ball guys, and with the wind blowing out in Wrigley, I don't care who they're facing. Um, like, I have interest in those guys. But overall, Will, like, again, this is a really tough one to talk about the night before because there's just so many variables that we don't have in front of us. Yeah, man, I'm with you. And, and once again, you don't ever have to sell me on Anthony Rizzo. Always my favorite hitter from the Cubs, so – um, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent there yeah definitely like this one is one of those games where you're just gonna have to you know dig into um more because there's just so much um you know to kind of go through here so um oakland at colorado taking on the rockies sean Manaya, uh, antonio sensatella um let's talk sean Manaya first um any interest in him in course here no yeah, like it, it would potentially help that Arenado's out of the lineup, but I don't think it helps enough um, for him. And then Sensatella, you know, he's just not a strikeout guy. Um, he does throw hard, and that's typically what you want to do to beat Oakland. But, man, uh, he just – his fastball straight will. And I talk about this all the time. I definitely don't play him when he's in cores. Yeah, yeah, in Coors, definitely going to be a negative. Uh, if they were on the road, I may have considered them, but in Coors, I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm not touching either one of these pitchers. Let's talk bats here. I know you don't love playing Coors, but, you know, I, I think Oakland is somewhat interesting here because we do have some pivot games. Like, we, we've talked about some games that we like bats, um, you know, from both sides, but, like, you know, Olsen, like my favorite batter from Oakland here is is Grossman. Grossman's 4,300 in this spot. Like, that just seems way too cheap. 
Yeah, and I mean Grossman, like I said, on on the A's, he's a guy that, I, that I've been playing. So uh, I'm with you. I, I like Grossman. Um, and, and and look, Stevie, you know, I think you know why I kind of don't play Coors. It's because I feel like they're overpriced for the lack of production they provide over time, and that's just kind of my opinion. But what I what I will say is, you know, in a shortened season, I have seen some fairly high scoring games out of Coors Field. Uh, you know, especially you know with some of the pitchers that they're facing, I, I don't hate playing some Coors today. It's, but, you know, like we talked about, I still think the Mets are, are a little bit better and prices are relevant once the once the slate kicks off. But, you know, I just feel like I'm getting a better lineup construction when I can play Mets, when I can play, uh, you know, the Phillies. And so I like Coors, but I still don't feel like I'd end up with full stacks of any, either side. I'll tell you right now, there is a 99.99% chance on my one to three lineups that I'm all in on Grossman. He's way too cheap. Like, yeah, no, no, uh, yeah. And, yeah. And a patient hitter too. Like, you know, a guy that's just had like an above average season for his, you know, prospects anyway. Um, this is a great spot for him. And then on the Rocky side of things, there's so many guys that you can play. Like, Obviously, you got to wait and see if Arenado is Arenado is going to play or not. Um, like he's the guy that you would absolutely love here. Um, there's a lot of opportunity costs if you're not taking Trevor Story at shortstop. Um, you know, just Ooh. because of like his upside in this spot. But like Kevin Pilar, Matt Kemp, like there's guys here. Um, like Pilar is 4100. I think we're going to see pretty good ownership on these guys. Yeah, for sure. You know, you talked about it, Kemp, Pilar, Story. Um, if if Arenado is indeed out, then, you know, you can probably pretty much guarantee that people are going to stack those righties. So um, I, I do like Pilar. He's having a good season as well. Um, so he will probably want to be one of my favorites, you know, him and Kemp. But uh, like I said, well, I'll just kind of have to see where, where the salary breaks down after I, I decide on how I'm going to run these pitches. But once again, I don't hate the spot for either side. Um. Yeah, this is one of those core slates that I like a little bit more just because there's there's good pivots. So I don't know if cores um, will be, like, super popular here. Dodgers and Padres, Tony um, Gonzalez against Zach Davies. Any interest here in Gonzalez? No, not going to be playing him today. Just don't think he's necessary. He's decent. This team's just good. Um <laughs> they you know like if you look at his numbers they're really solid there's no reason you know on most slates not to play him but like if you look at like the Padres lineup everybody in the top eight has an ISO over 250 against right-handed pitching this season like why would I play a pitcher against a team like that like there's only a few guys with strikeout rates over 25 percent like you know, and you go to like the other side and like Zach Davies is not having a terrible season. Like, and like, it's the same, same thing. You're looking at, you know, six, seven guys in this lineup. ISO is over 200 strikeout rates, um, almost under 25% across the board. Like this is a game I hope just goes like three to four. And I just, this is a game I'm probably just going to fully fade, fully fade both sides, pitchers, hitters, everything. Yeah, man, and, and and let me just say, my boy Zach Davies, I feel like ever since we talked about him on this podcast uh, against the Dodgers, he's just been on a roll, and he he was on he was on a bit of a roll before that. But Zach Davies is having a good season, like seriously. I mean, if you if you look at what he's doing, 
um, to try and help this team win games. I mean, you know, and, and here's the other thing too, Stevie. I know, I know we got a roll, but pitchers should be a lot more fresh for the playoffs this year, which I think changes things. You know, they, they're going to have less games under their belt. I, I'm, I'm looking for guys to really pitch a lot better as we go deeper into the playoffs this year. And if Zach Davies can continue this, the Padres may be well on their way with the pitching staff that they have. You know, no one's completely elite yet, but they're all really, really solid. And, I mean, Davies, he's having a good year. Just just bottom line. Best year I've seen from him probably ever. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just – this is one of those games where, like, I respect both the way that both these pitchers are pitching. I respect these offenses. I just hope that it just doesn't go crazy. Yes. If you want to stack either one of these teams, I will not talk you out of it. Oh, correct. Don't worry. Don't worry, Steve. We we got two uh two fading flowers coming up here real soon. Oh, you mean um the next game we're gonna talk about the Arizona uh Diamondbacks and the Los Angeles Angels. We got Madison oh, Bumgarner against Julio Tehran. Um Will, how much do you love Madison Bumgarner here? I don't love him at all. Zero percent. All right. Um, <laughs> how much do you like Julio Tehran here? None. All right. Well, we're on the same page. I don't want to play these guys either. Um, let's talk bats here. Like, this is such an interesting spot all around because these guys are kind of underpriced. So, like, you can definitely mix and match some cash game plays here. Let's start with Arizona. The guy that you have to start with, like, if you're playing cash games here, is, like, Cole Calhoun needs to be in your cash lineup. He's been the best left-handed batter in this lineup all season. He's 3,400. Like, he – that's where you got to – that's where you got to, like, start with your cash lineup. Like, him and DJ Stewart, just go ahead and plug those guys right in. Throw in Grossman and you have your outfield. Yeah, man. I, I, I Listen, I like Arizona today. You know, of course, I'm, you know, I'm going to like the lefties. I don't care what Tehran does, you know <sighs> – I, I like these guys, man. I, I think, you know, I'm probably going to have some Escobar, some Peralta. The numbers don't look great in terms of power on the season, but I just know from being a Braves fan my whole life and watching Julio Tehran, even in his good seasons, he's going to struggle with lefties. It's inevitable. I, I, I like this game as a whole. I feel like this is a midnight hammer waiting to happen from either side probably going to have a game stack or two of this game for sure i'm with you calhoun escobar peralta those guys are going to be my favorites but i'm going to be playing them all yeah like you know we we're potentially looking at like um you know on the arizona side we're potentially looking at like a number two hitter that's minimum salary josh van meter um like he like he's been moving up he moved up in the top of the order there um, like Van Meter was a, a prospect that a lot of people talked about, but like kind of fell off. Like he was with the Reds. Um, but like if he's getting an opportunity against Tehran at 2K, like we, I just had to make sure I mentioned him. That's all. So, um, on the Angel side of things, like, you know, Mike Trout, hey, Mike Trout, Rendon, Stassi, um, Fletcher's a little too expensive for me. Um, Jay up, like these guys are all in play. Yeah, man, everybody, Fletcher, Trout, Rendon. Like me some Albert Pujols today, by the way. Uh, I like Pujols today. I think this could be a, a smash spot for him. 
Uh, not going to probably be on too many guys' radar, especially at first base, but I, I like him, Stevie. This is going to be a great day for, for Mr. Albert, Albert Pujols. Uh, Stasi, you, you name it. These righties, they're, they're going to have a field day. I mean, the numbers on the season right now for Bumgarner, man, 444 Woba, 430 ISO, 9.7% K rate, 10% walk rate, 53.5% fly ball rate, 47.9% hard hit rate. Uh, I like the Braves. I like Baltimore. The Angels are right up there with the best of them. And guess what, folks? They're going to have much lower ownership because no one wants to play the late games. Thank me later. <laughs> yeah, and these guys are in such a good spot. And, like, everyone that's playing the late games is probably playing the cores. So, um, definitely a team that you can, like, play here. And I don't know, have Cole, has Cole Calhoun went back to the Angels at all yet? I don't think so. Like, a little bit of, a little bit of revenge, too. Um yeah, narrative don't, don't tell Allen. Don't tell Allen, man. We'll <laughs> get some revenge narrative going. All right. We finish it out with the Giants and the Mariners. We got Tyler Anderson against Legion Newsom. Um, any interest here in Tyler Anderson? No. Yeah, like this team is not great, but Tyler Anderson is not a pitcher that can usually take advantage of it. Um, I will say, like, if you're playing, like, the three-game late slate, maybe you take a shot on him. I don't hate it. Um, but overall, I don't like this spot for him. I know he just put up 23 points against this team. I know that just happened. I get it. And I understand, like, that's going to be people's arguing points. But I still can't pull the trigger. Um, you know, I, I just – I can't do it well. Like, he's not a guy that's going to get a lot of strikeouts. Like, he put up 23 fantasy points with four strikeouts because he didn't give up any runs. He only had three hits against him. Like – Couple runs, couple balls fall different ways. I just, I, I can't do it. Yeah, man, he's not a guy you want to be playing with the whip included in your scoring for sure. So I, I'm with you. Um, no, no, Tyler Anderson. On the other side, we got Leesum News, Lee J Newsom, um, prospect, but just not ready. Um, you know, that's definitely how I feel about it anyway. And the Giants are a, be- a team that can beat pitchers, and like I'm probably not going to play Lee Jim Newsom here. Yeah, I'm with you. Not necessarily. And I mean, quite frankly, he's probably not going to going to get up to where we need in terms of pitches anyway. So uh, definitely going to be hitting that X button. Yeah, like he got hit by a line drive in his last start and left early. Um, and, and like he only threw 60 pitches in the start before that. So I think they're going to be kind of careful with him here um, just in general. So um, do you have any interest in the Giants bats? Uh, slight, uh, and, and I mean, the main reason is I, I think at most we got to assume Newsom goes maybe four innings, and that's if he can get through clean. So, you know, we'll get to Mariners' bullpen. I think they'll be able to get to him early. Uh, they're on the road, so they'll have that extra at bat in the, at the top of the ninth, no matter what. So, you know, Yaz, Dickerson, Solano Belt, I mean, you name it. I, I like this team. I, I, I think they can get off here. Not one of my favorite stacks on the board by any means, but. I, I think, you know, I think they're going to be able to score runs in this spot. Fair enough. Um, Yaz, Belts, Dickerson would probably be the three guys that I'd have the most interest in here. And then on the Seattle side, like, you know, Dylan Moore is a guy that I've played a ton of lately, um, and he's been crushing the baseball. I, I think he's very much in play here. And I don't think a lot of people will play Dylan Moore here at 3,800. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be on the list. I, I like I like Ty France a little bit today. 
you know, I know he's probably going to have to hit, have the ball on the ground some, but, you know, when I'm looking at these numbers from, from Anderson, you know, 15.2% K rate, 6.23 XFIP, whether or not he's giving up home runs, I don't care. He's giving up runs. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I like France. I like more. I like Lewis. Um, not as interested in white because of Matt, because of the massive uh, K rate, but Philip Irvin at the bottom of this lineup, I don't hate that as well. Um, you know, he's a guy that I feel like can get on base and, 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 and also get the home plate in the right situation. So uh, I, I like him as well as a kind of a bottom of the order cheap guy. Yeah. And like, you know, we saw him with the Reds. He's, he's always yes. been better against lefties. Um, you know, you when we saw him last year, so don't mind him. Uh, let's play the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here. Um, go watch some of the second, second half of the second um, game that we got on Monday night football. Give me a guy under AK to get, Six or more strikeouts today. Oh, man. Too easy. You know, I'm going with my boy Garcia at 6,800. Yeah, I think he's like, like I said, I think he's the guy today. I'm with you on that one. Um, I think Dunning has a chance to get six or more strikeouts. So I'll go with him. Yep. Uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, I mean, th- there are some layups. I'm going to go real contrarian here today, Stevie. I'm banking on this win. I'm going with Carrasco. All right. I like it. I'm going to go Dobnek. Um, I'm not going to go Sean Benaya. That's way too easy. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run that's not in course. Man, I think this is another one that's probably easy. Give me Bryce Harper. All right, I like it. Um, listen, I said him yesterday, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again because he hit a home run. So I'm gonna try to go two for two to start the week. And like, if he hits another one today, maybe I'll take him on Wednesday too. Give me free money, Freddie. Um, oh, he's Freddie's been raking though. I know, Jeez, man. He's, he is like that guy had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, under 4K to get uh, two hits, not in cores. Who do you got? Albert Pujols, man. I like him a lot today. I like it. Um, did not see that one coming, Will. Like, it, it, you know, so I, I feel like I just have to keep saying it, right? Like, DJ Stewart, like, until – actually, you know what? DJ Stewart's too easy. I'm going to go with Dylan Moore because DJ, like DJ Stewart's too easy. I'll go Dylan Moore. Um, I mean, we, we got a big list today. I got a lot of names written down. But Listen, there's a ton of guys under 4K today. There's no – like, if there was no win in Wrigley or if that game's not going to be as affected by it, like, you could easily go Darvish Crasco. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> easily. Easily. Plug in my boy Andrew Knapp at catcher. Plug in my boy Michael even, Brantley. Plug in we Cole didn't even Calhoun. mention, like, um, Dalton Varsho, like another catcher that is going up against Julio Tehran that's a lefty. Like, um, it's a, Yeah, it's going to be a fun day. Fun, fun, fun. All right, well, give me – finish it off here with a stack to score um, six or more runs. Oh, man, I'm going with the Angels. Uh, these guys are set up for tremendous success against Madison Bumgarner. Can't wait to wake up and see 11 to 15 runs against the Diamondbacks. And now I'm prepared for them to score one. I'm going to go Baltimore. Um, like, you read X for survey. 
on Monday, like Baltimore was the team that I said, like they could be a huge difference maker in tournaments um, because everybody was going to play Atlanta and Minnesota. And listen, I'm not patting myself too much on the back because I stacked them with Atlanta, but um, I, I do like Baltimore a lot in this spot. I think the game stack is both teams could score over six in this game. So um, like this one a lot. Will, take us home. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man. Uh, make, make sure you hop in on this possibly soft field tomorrow, and let's have some fun. Let's have some fun indeed. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. Hope everyone had an awesome Monday. Crush it on Tuesday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.